Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here. Joel Pavone is here. Sean Dutra, of course. And uh, we got another trade that went down literally like a day after we recorded last week's episode. Uh, Chris Paul is no longer in Houston. We got Russell Westbrook reuniting with James Harden. Man, we'll get into that later, though. First things first. I like it. Let's react to... Um, you know what? Actually, no. We'll say that for last. What am I talking about? We'll react to the, the what happened to summer league. What we think about the Celtics team, um, and, and and what this team could look like, especially with the young guys. But first things first. Let's get to our guest of the show, our very special guest. She is the host of Horford Happy Hour, the sister of NBA big man Al Horford. She is Anna Horford. So what's up, Anna? Hey guys, how's it going? Not bad. How are you? It's been a while. I know it has been a while. I'm good. I'm really good, actually. I'm sipping a, a really strong red wine right now. Oh, there you go. Nice. So how's the podcast been doing? It's really good. I'm loving season two. It's been fun. We've covered some really interesting topics. And and yeah, I'm I'm always excited to, to talk Horford Happy Hour, to, to be on your podcast as well. And I feel like it's been too long. I know it's been a while. It's been it's been a long time, but we've got plenty to talk about, of course, because of uh what what happened in the last what three weeks. It feels like it's been right. Has it been a month? Man, this summer's flying by. It's been only about two weeks, man. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> when 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 Al Horford opted out, you know the writing yeah, was sort of yeah, on the wall there. Yeah. So that was about almost yeah, a week was, before yeah, the start was, of free agency. That was around like draft time. Yeah. So so, it, so yeah, let's let's talk about your brother. Yeah, let's get right. <laughs> into it. So um, how did you how did you first find out about Al heading over to Philly, and what was your uh, immediate reaction? I was honestly super shocked and just because I kind of was, and then the rest of the family, we were kind of thinking Al had his mindset on the West Coast. And so Philly, honestly, even to us as his family members, it, it was a shock. Did he mention any teams in particular? I mean, obviously there's reports out there, but it's hard to uh, comb through them and see which ones were legit. Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously Dallas was an option. Uh, the Clippers were an option. Ooh. There was a little buzz about the Lakers. But ultimately, I mean, Al kind of went with what he thought would be best for him. Going back before uh, there was, it was announced that Philly was going to sign Al, when news broke that he opted out of his final year of his contract here with the Celtics, were you shocked about that? Or did you see maybe that already coming and you just assumed, oh, well, he's just going to sign a new deal in Boston? What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, the, the, the second thing, that was exactly what I thought. So I, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. I saw that coming for sure. 
um, thought that he would be signing a new deal with Boston. Unfortunately, it did not work out. And you guys, it shattered my heart into a million fucking pieces. Like, seriously, I was devastated for, <laughs> for, for quite a long time. Um, yeah, it was tough. Well, I, can imagine, I, love I can imagine the backlash on Twitter. There actually wasn't as much backlash as there was love, which I think is really, really cool. I, I tweeted about, like, my love for Boston remains. I got, like, over 13,000 likes. The Boston Celtics fan base, man, it's something that our family forever appreciates. And I, I did not take it for granted while we had it. And and I, I don't know. I just I love the Celtics fan base. So, yeah. So I am glad you brought that up because that's the one thing I'm thinking of from from your perspective. You you basically came into Boston. You joined this Boston fan base. Everything was good. It was all lovey dovey, except Lou Maloney. We'll leave him out of this though. But like <laughs> now, now you're going to, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna say you're going to Philadelphia, and that's like the worst fan base <laughs> of all time. <laughs> they have the worst people. Especially, like especially Eagles fans. Uh, Eagles yeah, and e- if you're an Eagles fan, you're probably a 76ers fan, and you're probably a Philly. Uh, it's just. Gross people down there. Are you gonna integrate yourself as with that fan base just as much as uh, you did up here? Are you gonna just say, uh, you know, I can't, I can't be with those people? Well, I feel like I'm just gonna say I don't think there's another fan base ever that's gonna compare to the C's fan base. So we're not even gonna try to do that. But what I am gonna do is support Al and obviously support the team. I know it's really hard for Seas fans, especially because Philly is seen as like, you know, one of our biggest rivals in the East and stuff. But I still have love for the Celtics when we're not playing them. I'm still going to root for them. Our family like was so embraced by the city and the fans um, that it's not just something that we can kind of forget overnight. To this day, like I still like tear up about it from time to time because it was such an amazing cool thing to be a part of that base and and i i mean i met like you guys and i I made so many connections in boston and so um you know the clns media networks in boston and i've made friends in boston so so it's not going to be easy at all and nothing can ever replace you guys i'm just going to say that yeah man that's an interesting perspective like it it is crazy like you know you think nba is a business you think of nba is like you know of course i would go there they gave him mad money right but then it's like wow geez man like you, you see the whole different side of it. it it's interesting to hear your perspective on that yeah and i and i do want to say like if al could have made it work with boston he a thousand percent would have and i think that that's something for the fans to keep in mind did you get a chance to have a conversation with him about the whole thing in particular, the whole process, or was it more just like, hey, you know, I know you're going to Philly, good luck, that type of uh, dialogue? Um, Well, it was a little bit of both, but, like, I mean, we were even just texting today, like, a couple hours ago because I had uh, sent him a bunch of emails from Celtics fans from Nick uh, at our network, and Al was, like, he was seriously so elated and so grateful and he like loved reading them. He sent me this long text after like, you know, there's nothing like Boston fans and they're so awesome and I appreciate them so much. And that was like the coolest thing. And he seriously loved reading those emails. Like it made him so happy and just to like kind of feel the love from Boston. I feel like he really, really appreciated and I feel like he'll never kind of forget that. So yeah, I mean, we have talked about it and and we are kind of just trying to uh, appreciate what's past, but also look ahead at what's to come. I know on Twitter you're quite popular here in the uh, in the Boston sports scene. Have you been bombarded with questions of like, you know, why? Why did he leave? Why did Al? Why? Why did he go to Philly? Or why did he ever consider leaving the Celtics? Have you gotten that kind of uh, response on social media? Yeah, me and my other siblings, like. My, our younger siblings, Josh and Maria, who aren't even that active on Twitter, we've all gotten it. So I even like <laughs> tweeted Josh, Josh mentioned, uh, cereal the other day and people were like, why did Al betray us? And, and <laughs> like, that sounds about right. Like, um, that, that has nothing to do with his tweet, but whatever. Like I, you know, I, I tweet about, um, social issues, political things, and like I still get comments on like you know Al really hurt me, or <laughs> yeah, my son's my son's really upset with your brother that he left or whatever. But we've also gotten a lot of love too. What about Philly fans? Have any of them reached out to you? No, they probably haven't, man. Come on. I mean, I've gained a, a few hundred followers. They're just slowly the last... following you before they start actually yeah, tweeting at you in yeah. the last like 
couple weeks, I've gained, I would say a couple hundred Philly followers, probably. I think that, um, I mean, I am friends with Liv Simmons, Ben's sister. And so people are really excited to see us kind of team up for next season because we're both a little ruthless on Twitter. Oh, that's but, right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. You had her on the podcast, like, like yeah, in the I first did. season, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had her on my podcast. We talked about like NBA sibling life and you know, all the bullshit we have to deal with <laughs> just because like, our yeah. brothers are, just because our brothers are good at putting a rubber ball into a metal circle. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So, Is there a sibling? Um, so like, I, I, I am looking forward to like collaborating with her Philly fans it's it's interesting because Boston is just it's just a fucking beast of its own like hell yeah and, and nothing like I said earlier nothing really compares to it so I haven't gotten the wave that I did with Boston fans I feel like which it was kind of a slow wave too but I mean um and I also haven't been unfollowed by as many Boston fans as I as I thought because like I said I've gained followers not lost followers since it which I was like oh shit I'm about to lose a ton of followers and that hasn't really happened yet I'm sure once I start tweeting about Philly which yep. I've tried not to do that much because I'm like honestly in a morning period like wearing all black kind of the thing <laughs> um Yeah that was that was that was going to be my next question I was like when when are you yeah. uh, you you you're, you're waiting right you're reserving any any comments yeah, about but, the Sixers yet? Yeah, well, Boston so, fans are going to unfollow tweet. you. No, that first tweet. That first yeah, tweet. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Boston fans are too nosy. <laughs> they they want to chime in on your that on first your tweet. That first tweet is going to be. Uh, I think might be a little brutal when it comes to uh, rooting for the Sixers. Yeah, but to be fair, I think it makes a lot of people like not like angry, but almost sad. Yeah. Like I've gotten the sweetest messages from people, and and people are also like <laughs> tweeting Danny Ainge, like, "Can we sign Anna to a one year deal? Like, can we, you know?" And I've gotten so much of that, and it's I smile every single time I read it. It's been awesome. Yeah, the Celtics Twitter is so weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Is, is yeah, they are, and the the tributes. Okay, this is this is probably one thing I might not miss as much, but the tributes to Al's like beauty and his eyes, and <laughs> you know, like Celt- weird Celtics Twitter. Really Really capitalized on the that. They're like, milk. oh man, your brother's so hot, and I'm like, well, thanks. Like, yeah, that chocolate right. milk ad though. That the chocolate milk ad favors, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, the chocolate milk too. It's the eyes, man. People are obsessed with his eyes. That, that, that's always the main talking point. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Joel thinks I'm joking. You know, people always tweet about. <laughs> well, his eyes. I mean, well, you've interviewed him, so did, did you? Did you? Did you get attracted to his eyes? You get lost there? I caught myself once. I was like, I gotta look away. <laughs> <laughs> This is what, yeah, every, this is what really everyone's long talking eyelashes. about. Eyelashes. Yeah. It's really yeah, long eyelashes. It it's really annoying. It's like, it's women paid for <laughs> eyelash really extensions annoying. to look like his. <laughs> it's just natural for him. <laughs> yeah, it's obnoxious. I remember when you had him on, he was talking about, uh, cause someone actually asked you this, cause it was the Ask, Ask Al, uh, episode. And mm-hmm. someone was like, Oh, Al. What do you do to keep such great skin? He's like, uh, soap and water. That's, that, that's, that's the trick, guys. Like, nothing. I don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what special like, moisturizer do you use, Al? Like, who asks questions like that? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Genetics are crazy, man. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it and get it's it. It's the Latino genetics. Take it somewhere. There you go. 76 or Celtics. Who has a better, uh, who has a better season oh, this year? Wow. Oh, damn. I'm putting I'm, you on the spot. Just diving right in. Huh? We're going right in. I'm done talking about oh, Al's beauty. Let's it's go. Not even, it's not even August. Damn. It's like, yeah. shit. Um, honestly. Yes, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be the 76ers, but, you know, like I said, I'm still going to, I'm still going to root for the seeds when we're not playing them. See, Sean's having a hard time believing the fact that the Sixers, Right now, as constructive, have yeah. a better roster. Than We've the been arguing with him for the last couple yeah. of weeks. He and and the main reason, no. in my opinion, the main reason is because Al is there. When you have Al and you have Joel and B down low to guard, arguably the you know the best the best player in the in, in the in the NBA. That's kind of hard to beat. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Al's gonna thrive with Joel though. I think he's gonna be a good, not only mentor to him, but Al's also gonna be able to play the four, which. He hasn't really been able to do, um, a ton in his NBA career, but it was, it was pretty vital for him in college with those back to back national championships playing with mm-hmm. Joe Kim Noah. So I think that it's, it's actually going to be a really big positive for them. Yeah. I just don't, still don't see how they're going to score, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. That's my thing. I think, <laughs> I think if they had Jimmy Butler still on that team, that team would be literally. Uh, and un, that, they'd be the number one championship contender in my eyes. They'd be the team to beat, but I just don't see how they're going to score. I, I still don't see it, but okay. Yeah. I feel like we do need another shooter yeah. at this point. We definitely do. We do need another shooter, but I, I really don't think that 
you can sleep on our size. And, and also like Al's not really a typical um, four or five. He can pass really well. He makes really smart decisions. And, and I think that that Philly was lacking a certain amount of discipline, and I feel like Al's really going to bring that to the table. Well, you, you, you don't got to sell Al to us, at least to the Pavone brothers on this on this podcast. We know all about. <laughs> I, I love Al. I'm not saying Al's not going to do his thing, man. I'm just Sean saying. Sean just hates Philly. This, no one, no <laughs> one's going to score on that team. If Embiid doesn't put up 50 a night, you guys are done. But that's it. Opposing teams are going to have a hard time scoring, though. That's the thing, too. Also, yeah. Sean. Defense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't win in today's NBA, averaging 75 points per game. All right. <laughs> So, Anna, you talked about um, Al saying that he really wanted things to work in Boston. And, you know, the, the, what I got, got from that is maybe he didn't see the whole direction of what where this team was heading. We know from the very beginning, and I feel like people forget, especially Celtics fans, that Al was always talking about getting a championship. You know, that was always what he's been talking about from the second he was signed and from the, the press conference when he was introduced to the Boston media, you know, three years ago. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But um, did you have a chance to talk to him about that in, in the sense of what exactly – transpired or what broke down between conversations between the Celtics and, and, and Al? Yeah. And I mean, I don't really want to reveal too much um, oh, because we do. did kind of talk about it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, things just didn't work out the way he anticipated that they would. And not only just with the roster, but a few other things. And, and I don't think people understand how much Al seriously loved the Celtics and wanted to stay with the Celtics and and it just sometimes things just don't work out and you just have to do you know what's best for you at the end of the day true agreed Sean your thoughts sure <laughs> well, I don't know I don't know what happened so yeah we'll, we'll take it. wait can I ask you guys something yeah. sure sure what's up okay actually was no. him going was Al going to Philly better than Al going to the Lakers Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. You know because what? I, I think like, it is. I mean, as, yeah. as. Cause I feel like Boston really would have turned on him if he went to the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. as, as, as Celtics fans, everyone would have turned on you and on <laughs> Al because of that. Lakers and LeBron. Yeah. yeah that, cause of yeah, that. Mainly LeBron. Yeah. I think it's mainly LeBron. I think Lakers too. It's just that, you know, the, that Celtics Lakers rivalry thing goes, goes deep goes really deep yeah i i don't i i mean I, I will say this al's the only person that i've ever seen in my boston sports fandom just go to a rival it's not even a rival hold guy. on hold on yes it is a rival even joel and b himself said this is not a rival a rival is that oh my god philadelphia's a boston rival what stop stop Playing it's, it down is a rival. It's not, bro. It's yes, not. It is. A rival is if they would meet all the time in the playoffs. If they met two, last no, okay, year in the playoffs, you're talking, they you're, played yeah, four and times. Before a that, year. And before that, when did they meet in the playoffs? You're, you're talking about, you, you you're talking about born. historically. Yes, yes. They, yes. they played in when the Celtics beat them in 2010. If you want to go that route, you can put the Knicks in there too because the Celtics have an old rivalry okay. with the Knicks, if, but okay. that doesn't translate till now. Fine, guys. Okay. I don't think you can call it a rivalry because the Celtics dominated the 76ers so often when they went head to head. That's so wait, you and guys I are all. I quoted saying, Joel okay. Embiid. I quoted him in a tweet to Liv Simmons, who is my friend, and and quoted him about saying like, "No, Boston's not one of our rivals. They beat our ass all the time." Mm. Yeah, it's true. That's like saying like Tampa Bay Rays are the rivals to the Red Sox. The Red Sox beat Tampa all the time. They're not rivals. Johnny Damon won a World Series and then went to the Yankees. And people were burning his jersey. Yeah, is, that's the Yankees. Bro. I'm yeah. saying this as a, let me, if you let me, I'm trying brought? to say this is a compliment to Al Horford. There's something about Al that allows him to. I don't care what you guys are saying. Get Philadelphia is a rival. Think okay, you, you think he got a pass? No, no. There's something being said about Al, like the way he acted here, the amount of class he showed in Boston. Somehow, because it was short lived, he gets a he gets a pass. To go to a rival. It's a, it's, it's, it's not a saying like it's a bad thing. It's a thing. It's a testament to Al. Like no one else in Boston has ever gotten away with that. Ever. Anna, did you ever have conversations with Al like <laughs> leading up to, no, I mean, obviously not to keep piling all these questions here, but I'm really interested to find out exactly how he felt about last season. Obviously it was a disappointment. You know, it didn't end the way everyone anticipated, but did Al ever relay any, you know, what exactly happened or what he, by his estimation, what went wrong and why the team was able, wasn't able to, to, to go past the, the, the bucks after beating them, you know, and then dropping four in a row. Yeah. I think that there was just a lot of overall frustration with a lot of the guys on the team. I mean, there was some miscommunication. There was some, some drama. Obviously every team has that 
But I think I think it was a frustrating and disappointing end of the season for these guys because, you know, they were projected to do so much better than they did. And and so, yeah, I think it I think it was really hard on all of them. And Al takes losses very hard and very personally. And it seriously broke his heart um, the way the season ended last last season. You know, I feel like obviously there's a whole lot of uh, blaming and, and and finger pointing, and I feel like you know it's, it's kind of obvious stating this, but Kyrie got a lot of that. Did you get a sense of any like frustration throughout the course of the season that maybe it was the, the the way he was leading was a problem, or did you ever think that like just from outside looking in that that was the case? I think that Kyrie is um, a really layered person. <laughs> and that Ooh, okay. uh, sometimes right. people don't know how to respond or react or gel with that. I think I talked about this like on one of my episodes, but a lot of the guys didn't really feel comfortable with settling into the roles that that the team needed them to settle into. It wasn't ever just one person, but I mean, sure, like drama and egos can can shift the dynamic of a team, and and I think that. You know, Kyrie really wanted it to be his team. And when the previous season, you know, it wasn't just one guy's team. It was their team collectively. And that's why they did so well. Gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Man, see, now Anna's never going to come back to Boston. Well, I hope the 76ers lose all their games this year. Sorry, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Sean. We'll see. I know. I know. Damn. And Anna's not going to have any more. uh... Yeah, don't make me comfy on Twitter. Anna's not going to have. And it's going to be eating cheesesteaks now, chilling in I, I'm telling you, she's going to be some pictures by the Rocky statue. That's next. You watch. You watch. That's next. Anna, we're watching. <laughs> they're, they're, the clubs and stuff are open past 2 a.m. Oh, as opposed geez. to Boston. She's going to like it way better than right, right, don't, don't, don't forget, we are, we st- we're still podcast mates here, right? We're on the same network here. <laughs> That's true. We're on the same <laughs> network as Lakers people, too, yeah. man. So we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, right. I definitely still plan on coming to Boston. I, I right, fucking right, cool. love that city. All right, cool. Sounds good then. Definitely. All right. She is Anna Horford, host of the Horford Happy Hour podcast. You can check her out, of course, on iTunes and every other uh, platform where you can find other podcasts as well. CLNSmedia.com. And you do have a brand new episode coming out this week, correct? Yeah, I do. I have an episode coming out. Perfect. All right. Check her out. She's Anna Horford. Anna, as always, we appreciate you stopping by. Yes. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Keep up with the good tweets. Fuck what everybody else says. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Later. Layered, huh? Layered personality. Well, I guess that's one way to put it. The fact that um, those contract negotiations broke down so quickly. Negotiations. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Al heard what he wanted to hear. Yeah, well, wrong. we all anticipated for him to opt out because it was better. It was in the Celtics' best interest yeah. to restructure his contract. Yeah, that. But you, know? you think it was the money, though. You think it was the money? Well, I want to add one. I want to add one more yeah. thing. I, I could just imagine him going to age and like, all right, I'm not on social media like that. I'm not constantly checking like, oh, what's what's happening around the team? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you directly: Is Kyrie Irving walking? And what does that mean for the rest of the you know for the future of the squad? Do you think that Danny didn't have enough confidence to tell Al that? Yeah, Kemba's uh, Kyrie's walking, but I'm gonna replace him with Kemba. But he could replace him with Kemba if how was, was signed. So exactly. you think that was the conversation? Was like, no, hey, no, that's, I think that's an empty promise. No, we're yeah, able yeah, to we're rebuilding. No, no yeah. I think maybe he was just like, we're rebuilding. Yeah, we're re- we're rebuilding, and most, and you're not most in likely we're going. No, 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 not in our plans. No, I don't think there was even that. It was like, if you want to be a part of the plans, mm-hmm. we're more than happy to have you. Terry Rozier is probably going to be the, the starting point guard for or, the squad. Or do you think they said it's got to be at this number? Could be a little bit of both. I mean, I mean, from what I heard, it was a great contract. From what I heard, it was the the fourth year that was that was part of because Jackie McMullen was saying that he was offered a healthy four year deal. Right. Well, that the healthy part is where I I think you know they didn't both sides didn't agree. It was a three year deal spread over four years, probably. Yeah. Like instead of instead of a a full four year deal, or maybe it was a four year and it was a. Not a player option. Maybe it was a team option. Or a... No, no. But if you think about it, they probably gave him a four-year deal, but at three-year max money. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so you'll spread it, it out over It was nowhere four. near 100. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're guaranteed the same money we would do over three years, except it's over four. Right. You well, know because, I mean? because technically, 97 is guaranteed in Philly. Those other, that other, whatever, 12, 11, 12. I don't 11, think the Celtics came close to 97. That's what I'm saying, but I think the other, that's, think so that's what I'm saying. It's all tied in so. with them winning a championship. And maybe, maybe the Celtics offer something similar less, and they were like, oh, you know, and he's like, I don't see this team, you know, kind of Especially if Kawhi was going to stay in the East. Mm. He's like, I don't see this team going back to that level. To be honest, if Al stayed, you would have all been seeing what Sean's plan really was all about. Sean's plan.
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we were in we were in Sean's plan territory. Yeah, well, because, that's yeah. assuming that Kemba doesn't walk, which I still think she he would have walked. And then Charlotte is going to go right after Terry, and there's no way Celtics are going to match that offer. So you could have, it probably would have been Sean's plan, but without Rosier, we'd probably been a Sean huge Livingston hole in the backcourt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd be side of Livingston. We'd be like, word, <laughs> word, he's available. Nice. Or like McConnell or something. Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You know, for, yeah, McConnell would have ruined shots. He could have gone. <laughs> Kemba, yeah, you're right. Kemba could have gone to like New York or something mm-hmm. like that. I can hear you right now. This isn't Sean's plan isn't anymore. anymore. McConnell's not part of Sean's plan. <laughs> no, but I, all I got to say is, I, I will say the Clippers part was interesting to me. Yeah, the Clippers that was interesting, Ooh, like but that, that was that was probably they. I don't before think, Paul George. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they were like they were like if all else fails. Yeah, but like. I, I was just, just my, wait around. He was like, yeah. oh, "I'm going to be signed within the first can, week or two. I can get, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is strange. Like I, I still think it's. I bet you the, Ma- I bet you the Mavericks were offering him a shit ton yeah. more than he got from Philly. And no, I'm like, sure it was ma- averaging probably around the same. No one's going to give him. Nah, yeah, the Mavericks maybe, have, maybe, they, maybe, Cuban maybe doesn't, like, doesn't care about. Maybe money. the whole 112 <laughs> is guaranteed. You know what I mean? But hey, all I know is. Phillies, Phillies are rival, man. And, and even if you want to say that they were, you, you, you can say it as many times as you want, but it's not true. But if you're saying they're, if you're <laughs> saying they're true. a better team this year than they were last year. I'm not saying that they're better this year than last year. All I'm saying in the East right now. Yeah. After Milwaukee, it's Philly, bro. Is Milwaukee, is, if, would you, <laughs> would you, not, would you not, consider, not the Celtics. if the Celtics are number three in your, in your world, if the Celtics are number three and, um, let's say, let's say even Indiana's number four. Would it make sense? Would would you call, for this year? Would you say that those are our rivals for the year? I mean, the Sixers and the Celtics have been battling for the top and four the, spots for the past the, yeah. two or three years. Now. And the Celtics win all the time. They've, the Phillies only won once, and how many? And th- since Joel Embiid has been in the league, they've only won once, <laughs> maybe twice. If you add that the the one game in the playoffs uh, two years ago, that game they, four, yeah, that's it. They avoided the sweep, and then they lost game five. Yeah, no, that's it twice. Okay. <laughs> This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you head over to CLNSmedia.com slash Cosway, make sure you enter the promo code CLNS50. You'll get 50% cash back on your first deposit when you bet online with BetOnline.ag. Right now, BetOnline.ag has plenty of opportunities for you to win money, including a collection of prop bets where you can really come up big. One of them actually has to do with Zion Williamson, Sean. I would love to hear your take on this. BetOnline.ag right now has him averaging 18 points per game throughout his rookie season. You can take that bet right now and win big when you bet online with BetOnline.ag. Yeah, which side of that bet are you taking, Sean? Hammer the under. Hammer the under. Yeah? Yeah, man. By a lot? By a lot. Oh, boy. All I'm right. thinking 13 to 12 for Zion rookie year. Either way, you can win some money right now. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash causeway. That's clnsmedia.com slash causeway. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. You enter the promo code CLNS50. You'll get a 50% cashback bonus on that $25 deposit. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and condition regarding the bonuses. All right. You know, I'm glad you're uh, ranking teams in the East right now because I'm really interested to see what your Western Conference looks like right now because now the Houston Rockets have oh, forget about it. This dude has James the Harden and Russell Westbrook together. I love this, guys. I, I love everything Me about too. it. Another team in the mix because I've been saying this since last year. I've never believed in the Rockets since they blew their chance in 2018, and then now they turn around. They're able to get rid of. Probably the worst contract in the NBA in Chris Paul. And you grab Russell Westbrook, and now you're in the mix to compete for an NBA championship. The, the second worst contract in the NBA. But <laughs> Right, right. Well, that's how that works, though, right? It it is. Is. Yeah, you you're not going to trade off the worst, and you're going you're to obtain another bad contract. Um, but you have a chance to see Westbrook and James Harden work things out. You can't, you and, can't and, try, and try to get a championship in Houston. This is like the, the way the off season has been like everything was like building up and everyone's like, how could you get better than Kawhi and Paul George going to Clippers? And pff, there we go. Russell Westbrook and James Hart on the same goddamn team again, reunited. And you know what? Last week I was telling you how I wasn't sold on the new super teams. I don't consider this team a new super team. Why not? I consider this team. Because of the fact that you have two guys that played together before, the Rocket squad that has, they didn't blow up their squad. 
Well, I don't think like the Lakers did this whole offseason this summer. In my opinion, I don't see it as super teams. I see it as super duos. Right. But but I'm just saying the way you get the super duos is tough. Like the Lakers traded their whole entire fucking team. Yeah. And they had to fill it in with scraps. The the Clippers didn't have the type of team the Rockets do, the type of talent the Rockets do to surround those to guys. surround those guys. The Rockets now look at you're looking at it and you say, how do you get over to how do you go over to the ledge? They thought it was Chris Paul. Now you bring in a guy that's probably going to bring, definitely going to bring way more to the table every single night. I know, I know Russ hasn't won anything and I know, I know James hasn't won anything and I know the team has been a perennial loser, but I'm, I'm more sold on the Rockets than any of the team out west right now. I, that I, I, I can, I, I love, I love this move. Over the Clippers, huh? Yep. Hmm. Yep. I am. I love this move if Westbrook comes in and says, I'm going to be, the distributor of the squad. Like I, I will make sure Harden gets his points without Harden dominating the ball 90% of the time. I think, I think the biggest change is going to have to be with Harden a little bit, but I think he's more apt to do that with a guy like Russ. No, but I mean, yeah, he's apt to do that with a guy like Russ, but like instead of Chris Paul, like, let me say, but like if Russ, if Russ's offense has to take a, a back seat a little bit, which it will, which it will. Well, I mean, if, it, if again, if it, if he does that, if he becomes just a strictly distributor and not worry about his triple doubles and Harden doesn't worry about trying to win another MVP and just sees the big picture and just says, yeah, no, I want to get at least to the finals. See, I, I love, I, I you know love this saying? because I think that's their mentality. Like, like think about the way they look at Kevin Durant, right? The other, the other part of that trio from OKC, they're like, this motherfucker's been to the finals mm-hmm. and won MVP and look at us. Like we've been trying to do it on our own. See, because like reason, now, now we're back together. Now let's let's get yeah. let's get better than Kev. I mean, the the reason the reason why I, I talk about Westbrook's offense taking a step back is because if he's gonna be the same guy he's been in OKC, first off, he's a worse shooter than Chris Paul. Yeah, and and, and every in every aspect, like three point, yeah, okay, free throws, all all out. Okay? Worse shooter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's number one. Let's break down all those. Apps. Like number number two. Right-handed. No one, no one like, and maybe that was, that's probably what led to their breakup, you know, between Chris Paul and Houston. No one got in other teammates' asses more than Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe that, that's what led to their breakup. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, you play like 35 games. <laughs> I know. That's it. So, yeah. go like, sit down. Like pretty much you got, Meanwhile, you got, you got a, you got a younger guy. Again, it's still a, it's still a, maybe not a bad contract. Well, I mean. I mean, it's a tough contract. When you trade that contract and then it counts on the Rockets cap. First of all, first of all, Houston, no, but first of all, Houston got lucky that a trade like this was available. Cause they were, they were stuck with Chris Paul. They didn't need to give Chris Paul $45 million a year. But you can't, at his age, you can't say you regret that now though, because you don't get Russell Westbrook without that. No, no, I I get you. I get you. Yeah. And that's why they're probably signed. That's why they're, that's why they're lucky that they were able to pull this trade off. Now on the flip side, does OKC eat this money? Because who, who you can't trade I Chris mean, Paul. You're gonna be hard so pressed. Up. He's fucked. Yeah. yeah. They 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 <laughs> could they could trade. They could trade, but they have to. I mean, they, if, they, if they if they what just, about Miami? What about they, Miami? No, but that's what I'm saying. If they, if they negotiate a buyout and and and, and, and and Paul and, and, and Chris Paul, <laughs> no, it, it can't happen. It can't happen. Yeah, but Chris Paul doesn't leave that much money on the table. He's old, that's what I'm like, saying. Like if he again, his ego comes into play. If he says I'm going to eat some of this contract and legit try to go, go sign somewhere, a new contract for like 15 million a year, something no, probably even less because because you're still going to get paid this money just over you know mm. over a six, seven, eight, How ten many year more period. Years is left of that contract. It's three, three more years. Three more years at 140 mil. Yikes. Like, and like, and what, like, what all these, but the majority of these free agents have been signing for, that's yeah. on the books. Yeah. And he's already a year into the contract. Yeah. Mm. Like he's 38 next year, 43 <laughs> the year, and 40, options? he gets paid $46 million that last year. And it's a player option. He's gonna take this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like 38 at that point. Yo, you know, if I, if I was okay, see, I would just say, Chris, just, we're gonna pay you your money. <laughs> and you want to coach? Because we got so many goddamn draft picks no, coming through no, no, this motherfucker. No, no. Place. I'm OKC. I'm keeping them healthy, giving them nights off, and I'm waiting to hear all the offers. What's out there? I'm yeah, capitalizing on this. Move. That's your only move because you know what? You have enough draft picks that if you need to sweeten the deal, like it's one thing to, to get like, a, to get him off the books, and yeah. you can get a couple players. Just throw in a fucking first round like draft pick, and you'll be all right. Yeah, it's one thing if you, you want to seventy five like, of them. Put a package. <laughs> it's one thing if you want to put a package together and say, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'll take the risk. I'm gonna no. 
not a lot of teams can do that. Yeah, but if afford I'm, to if pay I'm, him forty six million. If I'm OKC though, and I and I'm looking for options here, and if if the reports are true that the the Heat have called them about Chris Paul, I'm taking that deal all day because you yeah. got two guys from Miami. Yeah, yeah, that could turn into legit. I don't want to say stars, but maybe you got Justice Winslow. Yeah, and you got um. Kelly James Olenek? Johnson, no, not him. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would demand Olenek. <laughs> I would say James Johnson. <laughs> I would take. I would say James Johnson, Justice Winslow, yeah. probably, probably Dragic too. Dragic's on the final year. Can I get there, bro? And then you get Dragic. You got your point guard, and you got three then guys. You, then you, yeah, probably, and then you have the eight first round picks that you got from you, from Paul George and Russell Westbrook. You probably cut Dragic because I don't think you want. Any type of well, veteran yeah, but just, on your team. But just still, to match, it's much easier, right? Or at least for one year to get Shea ready, and then Shea's going to take the reins. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you're if you're OKC, you want youth. So you you go for those. I think that deal sounds great. Right, because Justice Winslow and Johnson gives you the youth. Yeah. And then you got the draft picks to, John, to, to pick away the next four years. Well, Johnson's a, Johnson's like, what, 25, 26? I don't know. I feel like he's closer to 30 than anything, but. We're, we're, first of all, we're awful with trying to guess people's ages. Last yeah, week, we fucking did. Last we week, Kawhi. Last week. No, we you said Kawhi is, the, Kawhi is 27. At the end of his contract, he'll be 30. What? You said he was 30. <laughs> you said yeah, he was 30 already. That motherfucker is old young man syndrome. He's got old young he got man. Benjamin Button syndrome. He got drafted in 2011. I mean, if you look at his rookie <laughs> picture, he looks pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. he's the same, yeah. Anyways. Rockets. It was okay. somebody else that I nailed. I the Thunder. The Thunder will be okay. They. They. If you had to give up your two best players, the fact that you got was it nine for was it nine first round picks? Eight. Eight, and that includes the swap. Two of them are protected. If I'm not mistaken. So you got. Wait, you no, got no, no, you're talking about from the Clippers. From, from the both, Clippers, from two both. of them are protected. From the Clippers, it was seven. They from, got seven picks from the Clippers. No, I thought they got four. Yeah, and then, picks, and then and three then from Houston. Three. Yeah, four and three. For Paul, for Paul George, is this Paul what Paul George was four. Yeah, Paul George was four, and then Westbrook was yeah three, three. But they two were like of them 20, are protected from the Clippers. Shit. Yeah, two of them are protected from the Clippers or swaps. Either way, I think they got they ended up with seven to eight first round picks, including the swaps. Real quick, the Clippers sent over to OKC for Paul George. One, two, three, four, five, five first round picks. And two swaps. So, so five first round picks, two swap apart from those five picks. So it's seven picks, like I had said. Wait, five first round picks. It's unprotected in 2022, 24, 26, protected in 2021 and 2023. And then it says they have the rights to swap in 2023 and 2025. Damn. Yeah. It's a lot of picks. <laughs> So just that alone, and then so they got about ten first whatever, round picks whatever out of the they hole. got. Yeah, whatever they got from like, they got about from ten. Houston. They got about ten first round <laughs> yeah. picks out of the hole. That's so they crazy. got they got plenty of fucking assets. So Danny Ainge no longer king of the draft picks. I did, I did envision, I did imagine Danny Ainge watching that happen, just yeah. like jerking off to the amount of draft picks that were getting thrown around. He's bro. like, ooh, that's great. Like, Whoa, unprotected, four unprotected. <sighs> Could there be a th- oh, almost a fifth? The fifth is protected, but you can take swaps. <laughs> you can't get a better deal than that. That's like Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett deal on steroids. If you wait it out like three or four years and you just build youth, because you're going to suck, so your picks are going to be good. Then you're going to have these picks of the teams that will be good. The Clippers only got these guys for two years. So when they leave, well, those draft picks are going to turn into something pretty, pretty fucking nice. I love how the Celtics started that like big three era that everyone was doing. You know, it was like mm-hmm. Miami and then mm-hmm. Golden State. And then they made the trade with Brooklyn after that big three era was over. And then now teams that are in that situation are like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's be the Celtics. That's what you do. You just snatch as many first, future first round picks as you can. Unprotected. For your best yeah. player. And you start over on the fly. And within two or three years, you'll be back in the mix. And don't forget about those pick swaps. Because the pick swaps, right. are, I think, are better than... For some reason, I like pick swaps better. Because they're usually unprotected pick swaps. Mm-hmm. Because you're giving them a first round pick. I love pick swaps way better than just give me your protected first round pick. What are your final thoughts on the uh, Celtics Summer League? Celtics Summer League. Did anything change between uh, well, now and last week? First round knockout. These guys aren't winners. <laughs> wow, just kidding. <laughs> when the pressure's on, <laughs> I don't can. know about these kids. Uh, taco, taco fouled. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was that was stupid. That was kind of funny. Uh, funny. Either way, either way, I'll no, let it, I'll let it slide. Okay. No, um, I th- same thing. Did, did you watch Robert Williams? Did you watch him up close? How do you feel about him? I told you I was preaching. You feel good about him? Eh, he's a work in progress. I feel man. great about him, man. I do feel great about him. I feel great about him. He's Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards is going to make this team. Grant Williams is going to make this team. Taco is not going to make this team, unfortunately. I think he'll be in the D League. He, he needs. If you think Robert Williams is raw, then Taco is raw as fuck. So yeah, I'm hoping Robert Williams doesn't spend a lot of time in the G League this year. No, I don't think he will. I don't think he's gonna spend a, a minute in the, in the D League. Yeah, same. I think there's, they're too weak at center. I'm still I, huge on Grant Williams, man. Me too. Me Something too. Something about this kid. Me too. I like him a lot. He reminds me of a little bit of young Antoine. Really? Post up Antoine. Down oh, okay. low, Antoine. Before right. he started the wiggle yeah, the three. Yeah, I was going to say, man, young Antoine was chucking. I'm telling Chucking shots. No, young Antoine. Young no, Antoine stayed he under got- the basket. Yeah, but he also had the green light on offense, and he just didn't. And he took it to the up. yeah. But, <laughs> but like, uh, but we haven't. I, I'm I'm saying we haven't had like a. Uh, <laughs> Our young listeners are like, who's Antoine? <laughs> but when Antoine first came here, and he was like coming out of college, he was he didn't do that. He didn't do that crazy sh- three points and shit in the college. He was like, now nah, I'm gonna play down low, post me up. Oh 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 what? And a little finesse around the rim. I like that. I like that. And we'll see if it transitions into to the today's NBA, but. You're not not very often you see a six seven guy down low anymore. You know? Nah, he's listed six eight, but yeah. Okay, six you. eight, sure, sure. <laughs> Joel, what'd you got from the uh, summer league? Anything? Uh, Are you on the taco train? No, I'm not on the taco train. Everyone oh, knows. don't tell Celtics fans that. Taco yeah. Tuesday. Uh, fuck you, LeBron. No, no, it's um, ruined Taco Tuesday for everybody. No, the fact that the Celtics have this this uh this Roster spot open because of Yabusali being being waived, and it's just like just give it to Taco. It's like ah, just just let him let him do his thing in in Maine, and and if you gotta call him down every now and again, then it's whatever. It's yeah, like, he needs some more development. You don't need to you know you don't need to fill that spot right away. Right, what's the like, rush? Let's let let's see what happens if someone gets waived. That it could be a good addition to this roster. You know, this Danny's never been quick to just fill the roster spot, especially in third week in July. Yeah, because do you need fifteen? <laughs> To start the season, you don't need it. No, you just can't be over. Yeah, so. I think he'll keep that bad boy open. I, I think, think I think it's a smart move to keep it. I open. think the Celtics last year were they were at fourteen the whole fucking year, and yeah, but but <laughs> no I think one, with, no, everyone was so like, "Oh, fill that spot!" Like you don't have to fill it, especially with their cap situation. <laughs> you should leave that spot. You should just because it's easier to bring someone up and make a trade, do mm. whatever you got to do, and we'll see. So yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed by the team. I was actually a little bit bummed they've lost in the first round, but I mean, given the circumstances of uh Tremon Waters showed some showed some heart showed some more some than heart I don't know what I don't know what yeah, I can't that's, some, that's some resiliency that's some I don't know yeah that's some Isaiah Thomas shit and that's like we could it oh, probably affected so the rest of the team is like as close as as close as you can see that that roster was I know I get it summer league but it had to have affected mm-hmm. other people as well mm-hmm. so that's true. And for, they made a comeback. For a summer league team, those, those guys are really tight. Like yep. You see the how loose they are, joking around, and they're up on their feet most of the time, cheering away. So that's it, always a good sign. So they, got, they, got, they got within one. They were losing the entire game. Here's my biggest takeaway from summer league is that I can't fucking wait for training camp because I want to see Romeo Langford mm. play. Like, I am so... Just intrigued by this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the, the, the other two, the other three draft picks, really. And Trevor Wanda play, played well in the summer league. He did. I mean, Edwards, yeah. uh, Edwards, Williams, Waters, they all played lights out. Do we have someone better than that in Ro- Romeo Langford? That's my biggest thing. I can't wait to see this guy suit up and see, can he change the dynamic of this bench mm-hmm. with being, you know, the current day, Type of player, the slasher, uh, you know, someone that has a nice jump shot can come in, see what he does, see does what it, he gives does you. Does it translate in the NBA? Yeah, yeah I mean, man. As, as great as these standouts were, um, the guys that we've talked about, uh, especially in the last episode, no one from the Celtics was selected on the, uh, Isn't that all, crazy? <laughs> the all summer league team. Didn't Carson Edwards lead the fucking first or second? <laughs> wasn't he like the second in scoring in the whole summer league? Or? He averaged about 20 points a game and nothing. Crazy. <laughs> Taco no, Fall filled the stage. No love. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, that yeah, was a tweet. It was Jeez. weird. I was like, oh, well, I don't know any of these people. So, wait, was no Southern on this shit? I got pissed all of a sudden. Like, I didn't care at all before I saw that shit. And then I was like, how the fuck are there no Southern on this? 
All right, let's wrap this show up the way we wrap up every episode here on Causeway Street with Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 As we take our trip around the league. In Case You Missed It. I don't know if you guys saw this video that was floating around from um, probably like a decade ago, maybe even older than that, when uh, Shaq said that he would never see another dynasty, that a team that made it to the finals four out of five years, well... Obviously, the Warriors did it recently. Never, ever. Never, ever, he said. And that he said if they, if someone were to do that, he would kiss that head coach's feet. If a coach takes a team to the finals, four out of five years, I'll kiss his feet on Fear Factor with cheese on it. I will. It'll never be done again. Shaq's a weird dude. So Steve Kerr retweeted this video that's been flowing around about him saying this. And the reason why I bring this up, because our great sponsors over at uh, – BetOnline.ag actually have like a prop bet yeah. that's on their Twitter. And it's at uh, plus 130 for yes, that he will kiss Steve Kerr's feet. And a minus 170 for no. Wow. Give me those odds again. <laughs> plus 130 for yes and a minus 170 for no. So how are they going to honor that bet if it happens in like year 2042 or something like that? It, it happened because Golden State went to the finals five straight years. He's, Shaq was saying that that would never happen because the, the Lakers went to the finals four straight years. So what's the bet then? The, Will the, the, Shaq lick yeah. Steve's curse? That's the bet. That's, oh, the, bet. that's okay. the bet on Bet Online. I thought you were talking about like another franchise reaching that feat that the Golden State Warriors just. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just funny over here. I didn't mean to do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What do you know? It's just natural. It's just pure comedy <laughs> over here. All right? It's pure comedy. I'm like, we gotta wait like half a decade to even <laughs> see if that's even gonna happen. Man, oh, yeah, cool. I don't even know if any other team's gonna dip their toes in the water. The reason yet. why <laughs> that's funny. So people have to bet if Shaq gonna. Yeah, I'll take that bet all day. Absolutely. Wait, Shaq's gonna lick his feet, huh? He's gonna do an all-star weekend or something. Yeah, come on, Shaq. This isn't no, Charles Barkley. If Charles uh, Barkley said this. Now imagine if he really sucks on his toes. I could see Shaq forcing it, yeah. Like, just, or just really giving like a sucking on his toes. A, like a like a big lick. Just like you see his tongue just all over his foot. Hmm. In case you missed it, the Rockets were fined twenty five foot fetish. Thousand dollars, not for a foot fetish. But because <laughs> But because uh, the owner made the uh, Russell uh, Westbrook trade to Houston uh, officially complete before it was. So I don't know if there was like any tampering there involved. I don't know. Speaking of tampering, what's up with these motherfuckers tampering these ice cream cartons in the stores and then licking them and putting them back? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. What? I know. That became it. What? You don't know what's going on with the tampering of, of foods in the United States right now? It wasn't ice cream, though. No, someone spit in the... uh oh, no. Before that. Before, before that. the spit in the Arizona ice cream. The challenge is, <laughs> challenge is you go into a, you go oh, into a supermarket, and you grab a, <laughs> a, you grab a carton of ice cream, you open it, you lick it, and you put it back. I haven't bought ice cream since. I also haven't bought Arizona iced tea since. Yeah, but if you correct me if I'm wrong here, don't they have the, uh, the, 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 the plastic wrapped around it? Who does? It used to. Hood. Hood oh. don't. Hood does. Um, May, well, I'm not buying Hood. I'm know, buying Ben & Jerry's. I know Hood's always on sale. No, I know Brian used to have that because Brian, they, yeah. they used to like, I don't even want to No, no, you know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you <laughs> take off like, like the little zipper thing where you unzipped it when you knew, all right, this is a brand new box yeah. of ice cream and you left it up and it was like a plastic film. Yeah. On top of your, yeah. your ice cream. Oh, Bryce used to do that. Yeah, yeah that's right. All I'm saying, cream. all I'm saying is though, there's a lot of ice cream places out there that can't invest in that type of security. And now <laughs> they are getting, they are getting licked and put back. And it's a fucking disgrace. And you know what? This only happens in Trump's America, man. I swear to fucking God. So our kids like filming themselves doing yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. yeah. There was, there's, yeah. there's one girl. Sean's such a dad now. Yo, there was <laughs> He's a, so fired up about this. There's one girl. Can't even go out and enjoy a goddamn Neapolitan fucking ice cream no more. <laughs> don't know what, what flavor they licked. Strawberry, vanilla, chocolate. I don't fucking know. There's one girl getting prosecuted actually for this. Yeah, like 20 years. That's the one video that went like viral. That Everywhere. motherfucker who spit in the iced tea don't needs to go just be, have, just die. Like the cartel, <laughs> give him to the cartel. Like, or you know what? Give him to Arnold Palmer. Oh, and like his family. Just let him deal. Say, let him, let him. I think Palmer died quite, quite some time ago. Still, man, like, I can't look at Arizona iced teas the same way. Those big plastic jugs were always suspect uh, to begin with. Yeah, now you gotta deal with that. There you go. so now you gotta deal with that. Especially in college. If you always had those big jugs. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, this, this. They're like, they look at you like, hey, you want some tea? No, I'm good, man. It looks, <laughs> looks mad. Ref- it sounds mad refreshing, but. 
Something about that joke. It's not that clear. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, right? Especially if it's been opened. It's like someone literally, someone definitely chugged straight from, from that thing. Like, there's no way yeah. they grabbed a cup. Like, yeah. yeah. So the Arizona iced tea brought out a lot of feelings in me. You got to get to the. Yeah, I think get, that's the only reason why you brought this up because of the Arizona. You got to get the tall guy, man. Get the can. You know, it's only, get it's the only can. a can. Yeah, that's, that, that's, my, that's my jam. That's my jam. I, uh, I really enjoy the raspberry iced tea. <laughs> But that's just me. Anyways, go ahead, Joel. What else from this? <laughs> Any other flavors? Yeah, plenty. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about iced tea? Better we consider all day. <laughs> no, those tall boys are always a go-to back in the day. In case you missed it, old friend Marcus Morris Sr., oh. not junior, Man. has fired Rich Paul as his agent. I don't blame him. And you're like, oh, what's the big deal? You fired Rich Paul. Big deal. Well, a few weeks ago, actually not even a few weeks ago, like a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, we all thought, hey, he's going to San Antonio, right? Two-year deal, $20 million. And then all of a sudden, he tells the, he tells the Spurs, actually, hold up. Cause he's looking at another deal from the Knicks, one year, $15 million. So he took so long to decide between both franchises that the San Antonio Spurs said, you know what? We're good. Go to New York. Um, if I'm Marcus Morris, but that's not the kicker, though. Yeah, no. you're not. You're yeah, not. wait, wait let, for this. Let me, finish, let me finish. There's more. There's more. Check this out. There's more. Jesus Christ! There's more. What happened? Apparently, the reason why he fired his agent was because he had a deal LeBron before agent. anyone was to go to the Clippers. Three years. This was reported, right? We're not sure if this is true or not, but reportedly, a three-year, forty-one million dollar deal with the Clippers, and Rich Paul told them, "Don't take that." Really? Yes. Before anyone, before the Spurs, even. Yeah, I don't know if the years were disclosed, but it was definitely a forty-one yeah, I million. Think, I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I went, I dig, I dug a little deep, and it was forty-one million, but it's a, it's about even three it's, years. Even if it's four years, it's forty-one million. That's guaranteed. about that's about fourteen million dollars yeah. a year, and now he's at a one-year fifteen with the with the with the great roster that is the Knicks. <laughs> more, more, Morris is not one of those players that can just bank on himself to like. Make more money next year. He's not going to have a better season than this year. Mm, I don't know, man. But well, I mean, if the, I'm Marcus, I'm he's going to be a year older. You know, I'm telling my agent call up the Clippers next year and see what's good with next summer because I'm not, I'm not trying to stay. I don't know. That's so, going to happen. I'm not going to stay here long term. But yeah, you're right. We don't we don't know what kind of what their cap situation is going to look like. You know, in, in, in 2020. Like I get I get it. The player usually informs the agent of what they want to do. But I guess in this situation, he was like, Nah, man. Three years, forty-one million. Once you, uh, once you hold off on something better. Yeah, because we don't, <laughs> we don't want to make the Clippers better than the Lakers. You know. <laughs> do you so, think that has something to do with it, LeBron? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But, but the whole, the whole, you know, making San Antonio wait when you kind of already agreed you're going there, and San Antonio to the point where they're like, yeah, no, we're taking back our offer. Like, go kick rocks. Do you think the the, the NBA should change something? With that? No, I think Rich Paul should be banned from the NBA. It's the only thing I should think. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to forget what happened with DeAndre Jordan and the Dallas Mavericks. So I, I feel like there's some, you know, unfairness with how players can can, can back out of that or back out of uh, agreeing to a deal. But maybe put a window to it. Maybe put like a seven-day window as opposed to what DeAndre did, which but was there like is, there a is. month but or like the, literally uh, right before he about to sign. There is, though. He backed out. There Ooh. is. They can't sign until July 6th. No, I know. But I'm saying that should be. So, like, anything that happens in that time frame, like, just because it's reported doesn't right. mean it's fucking no, gold. I'm with you, but I'm saying this shouldn't, that shouldn't be frowned upon if you back out, you know, a week before. I mean, if you back out when it comes down to signing a, a, a week after you agree to, to do no, it. I, I'm with you if it's the player, but if it's the agent playing these head games. Oh, well, they go hand in hand. Though. Well, oh, that's yeah, what the, I'm saying. The player, the player hires the agent. Well, what, that's what I'm saying, but I, the I, player, I, if, if Morris is like, dude, I want to go to the Clippers. Nah, man. Hold up. So I'll get you an even better deal somewhere but, else. But I do think I think there's a problem if I think there's a problem if teams start backing out of deals more often, which happens a lot more than we think. Yeah. Look at the Reggie Bullock thing. They signed that I was guy. Just say, that's then, why the yeah. Knicks were able to offer. Yeah. I mean, Nerlens Noel also fired. Yep. Rich Paul. Yeah. I don't know how much well, money Rich Paul really loses from losing these two clients, but. Well, I think it gives him a black, black, like it's basically like, hey, if you no, want to, if you want to go to the Lakers, sign with Rich Paul. Yeah. Only way that gives him a, like if, if LeBron says, no, I'm good with you, then that's, yeah, that's, that would hurt him. That's never going to happen. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, Rich that's, Paul, Rich Paul's going to sign LeBron's next free agent deal with hell. Like, and he, he'll be he like, just, oh, all right. If do, he, do my barbershop down there. If he just has uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James 
from here on out, I think he's good. I think he's set. Either way, well, Ben Simmons cashed in. Yeah. In case you missed it. get a Rich Paul. Ben Simmons, five-year extension, 170 mil. What does that mean for the Celtics? Yo, the Philadelphia 76ers have, like, I think it was a 560 million tied in with these top four guys between Simmons, Embiid, Harris, Harris, and, and Horford. Horford. Yikes. For the, next, team, that for the next. That team's. That's your good, squad. Right. That's in a good, that, that's a squad. So that's in a good position, you guys. They're going to be good. Yeah, they'll be good this year. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the East gets better next year and the year after, then yeah, that's going to hey. be an issue. But as for this year, they're good this year. So between, so same draft class, same draft class as Jalen Brown, you have Simmons, number one pick, getting 170 millions. Um, you have Jamal Murray, number, was he four? Four. Four. Getting, was it, was it even more than that? Was it 140 million, maybe? Whatever. He's making like 29 million a year. Jalen Brown? Wait, Jamal Murray's making that? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. But yeah, but the, those guys are focal points of their offense. Seriously, though. bro. That's okay. the thing. So what, what, what is the number? Like they got rid of, they got, the Sixers got rid of faults. The Sixers got rid of how many players did they get rid of to just have MB and Simmons be the focal point so, of their, so of, of everything? You're Danny Ainge. What's the number? You present because he should be extending. He should be trying to extend well, Jalen Brown before he gets to extended uh, to un, uh, restricted free agency. You tell us he was part of your plan. Sean's plan. What's the number? You tell us he was part of your plan. You said yeah. you said fuck it. Jalen Brown's part of Sean's plan. So what's I the- I can't I can't come close to those numbers. I think if if you're Jalen Brown, you're better off waiting it out. And this is someone who doesn't have an agent, by the way. He still hasn't hired an agent. He's his own agent. You didn't know that? <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Right. But if you're Jalen Brown. No, that fucking makes sense. You're going to get paid more if you, if you prove yourself throughout the course of the NBA season as opposed to doing it in what, a month into the year. Yeah. But if, 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 if I mean, Ainge comes in and says, Hey, we want to sign, we want to extend you for four years at 20 million a year. That's four, never going to happen. Four year, $80 million. Cause then you got to deal with Tatum the next, the, the following. Yeah. Year. But then you can give Tatum, uh, a max deal. You can. Right. Yeah, you're a player. No, but, I but know. you, you can't fuck yourself. It all depends on how they play this year. Okay. So I'm just saying, if it's you're, like if, if you're, if but if you're Danny Ainge, if you're no, Danny yeah, Ainge, Danny you Ainge, try yeah, to get ahead yeah. of it. Yeah. He, he could offer anything, whatever the, whatever the so offer is. What's the number is. you're going to offer if you're Danny Ainge? If I'm Danny, okay. I'm going to say I'll tack on the guy you should be answering this question is you. you, you I said he's four years, 80 million. I, I, I'd be I, four years, 85, four years, 90, something around that thing. Four years, 80 to 90 mil. I would, I would say, okay, let's do it. If we're going to build, if, if Danny's legit on building around Tatum and Brown going forward. Yeah, I would mm. do that because then, then next year you would offer Tatum something like Jamal Murray got and something like Ben Simmons got. I think I'm topping off at 50. No, hey, well, that's, he's like, not going to sign that. You know, that's what I'm saying. And, and if like I'm Danny, I said, fair enough. All right. Don't sign him. He's like, you want me to sign for twelve million a year? Marcus is making fifteen, thirteen. I just so. think it's way too risky to lock someone in at that amount, at that price, when you haven't seen how they meshed yet. This is like, so, I'm not saying it's like a brand new roster, but in a sense, it kind of is. If we're talking yeah. about the core, the so, core is different, completely different now, completely different identity, different roles, and you got new guys that you have to implement and see how they all mix. Now, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Jalen Brown guy. But I know I'm surprised you're saying this. Look at look at I think if you look at Terry Rozier, do good about what was it seventeen and a half mil a year, something like that. Yes, cool. you, Terry Rozier. Yep, nineteen mil. Okay, nineteen mil a year. All right. If you let Jalen Brown go into restricted free agency, teams that have cap space will put out there twenty five twenty five mil a year. Yeah, and if you're Danny Age, come the trade deadline. Danny Ainge will yeah. trade him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, and couple him with whatever he needs to make a deal go through. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, like, All think right. about it. If there's one guy. Sorry, man. It's still this guttural, guttural reaction from me. Trade Jalen Brown, man. If there's one guy that you can say, okay, you can get a lot for and you're willing to part ways with, it's Jalen Brown. Okay. Then I think then if, if that's the case, do you trade him now or do you wait? I mean, see, that's the thing. It's a tricky situation because if you, I mean, I think the team would want the team would rather have the guy two years under control instead of one and a half years under control. Right, but then also you have to think of the teams that are looking for that extra uh, scoring power heading into the playoffs. Whether we're talking about a top tier contender or, or the Celtics, Celtics need that scoring power. Well, depends what you're getting on the other end. So uh, that's why it's almost 
it, it, it's a, so they've, they've basically. It's a tough conversation to have in July. They, what it is. Well, but, but, I, but I do think that there's a lot of, there's, there's, he just wants to be ahead of it so he can be like, I told you guys, I was the first one to say it back in, you know, Bro, back in July. Who was the, who was the second overall pick that year? Bro, Ben Simmons, number one, didn't play. Who was the his second first overall year. pick that year? The year that Jalen Brown came in? Yep. It was, I was about to say ball, but it wasn't ball. Ingram. Ingram. Okay. All right. He, he may never play basketball again. What does that have to do exactly. with Exactly. You stupid fuck. Who was number three? Jalen Brown. Okay. Who was number four? I don't know. Dragon Bender. Jamal. Oh, no, I forgot about it. Was him. Bender? It was Bender. Okay, well, Bender doesn't count. Bender fucking sucks. Bender. <laughs> we all know Bender sucks. But Jamal Murray is number five, right? You, so, wanted, you wanted so, Bender over Brown, though. Yes, I did. Okay. I did. But I also wanted Murray over Brown, so I'm sort of right. Uh, mm. I'm just saying, though, you need to start thinking about what his role on the team is because those guys you are getting you, signed. You don't need to get, you don't need to think that hard because number one, just like what Sway said, those guys, what? Murray and Simmons, they're focal points of their, so if he, if Brown becomes a focal point of the offense this year, then all right then. So yeah. then, then you got something going forward. And you can barely make an argument right now that he's the third option, right? Cause it all depends on how Hayward right. responds. Cause Hayward responds well. I don't think it has any. He's going to be a top option. You got Kemba Walker. You got so Jason I, Tatum. But I also don't, I based also. On, based on what I've seen him, what, his workouts in the offseason so far. What I'm trying to say is I don't think it matters how he is playing it within this current Boston Celtics team. I think he, if Brown's smart, which everyone says he is, I haven't seen it yet, but if everyone, if Brown's smart. <laughs> Murray went seventh. I was thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, because Chris Dunn went before him. Okay. It doesn't matter when they went. The three best players in the draft, right? In the, in the draft are Simmons, Murray, and Brown. Those Brown. are the top three. Brown I, was third. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, know that. I'm just, I'm just saying like the best, <laughs> the best three players in the draft. Jesus Christ. We don't care where they got drafted. I know, but that you're saying top three as in like literally the top three. Cause that's, I agree. You could make that the argument. The reason why those teams yeah. did it right now and they gave them the max deal right now is because they are focal points of the offense. But yeah. where, Simmons, where, Simmons is an all-star. But how, how does Jalen see that and say, I'm going to be okay with taking a little bit less to stay in Boston? I don't think he will. I think, I think the, this is a long way of coming around to say if he's not going to take. 15 to 20 mil a year does he does he work out in boston long term that's just something we need to watch out for and that makes him more of a tradable asset i think in than than people think yeah he's expendable i mean before kemba walker happened before this team was put together the way it's been put together the last couple of weeks i've been saying it i just i never envisioned jason tatum and jalen brown sticking around long term i, I just don't see it i just think it's going to be tatum will stick around no, I'm saying both of them though. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if I had to guess, whether you asked me this two months ago or asked me this now, it's always been Tatum. It's been Tatum and Jalen Brown was going to be the odd man out. You know, I just don't see him as one of those max guys, but depending on what he does this year, he could command some, some top dollars that Danny's not willing to give up. Yeah. And restricted free agents are a lot easier as we have found to sign in trade. I mean, listen, this is the window the Celtics are in right now. They got two max guys under the, on, you know, they got two max guys on their on their cap between Hayward and, and and Kemba. It's not gonna be that. It's not gonna be like that forever. But for the next couple of years, that's what they're in right now. So you think that um, that third max guy? I just don't think it's gonna be Jalen Brown or, or anywhere near it. So you think that you're talking max dollars right now? Yeah. Well, twenty is not max, but it's close. Yeah, it used to be the max. Yeah, it used to be. That's true. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. I mean, I mean when you got uh, CP3, that could make about forty six million dollars a year in a couple of years. <laughs> Fuck, that's some shit. It's going to be fun seeing what happens with Jalen Brown though this year. All right. Speaking of uh, Celtics signing players. <laughs> Speaking of that. Speaking of that. <laughs> no, the Celtics announced that they have signed Carson Edwards to a uh, four-year deal. Hell yeah. Though the team didn't uh, disclose the uh, the amount and, and, and all that good stuff, uh, according to the Boston Globe, it's a uh, $4.5 million deal, three years being guaranteed, and the fourth year is a team option. Don't see much of those these these days. And the second guy that the uh, Celtics have uh, announced that they've signed officially is uh, good old uh, French center Vincent. Jordan Mickey. No, <laughs> no, Jordan Mickey coming back. No, Yo, Jordan Mickey was underused and underutilized on this team. No, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Vincent Poirier, Poirier, Poirier. <laughs> Thought you would have practiced this. Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the first time you said his name. Paris was on vacation. You were like, Portier. <laughs> no, I said yay. No, you said Portier. I said Portier. You oh, no. did say that. You said Portier. Really? The first time. Yeah. I said Portier. When you, no, when you were with when Tim, when you, as you guys and Tim, you were like, oh, yeah, Portier. 
Portier, whatever the hell you Portier. say. Portier, yeah. Portier, Portier. I wouldn't have pronounced that last R. Come on, man. I'm better than that, man. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the clip. Uh, they signed him for two years at $5.1 million. So, so far, everyone that's been drafted have been signed. Yo, Romeo's going to be a baller. You want him to be a baller, but we don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be a baller, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I was scratching my head when they made the pick, honestly. But, but just uh, I started looking into it, and Tim watched a lot of Big Ten basketball, and he, he gave him the thumbs up. Tim gave everyone the thumbs up. Though. That's Tim the also was happy with the Suns drafting that dude that everyone was like, what the fuck Yo, are you doing? Tim, Tim is so excited about fucking Aaron Baines going to the Suns. <laughs> and I love me some Aaron Baines, but I don't know how he helps your squad. But that's just me. <laughs> if you're not a championship contender, he, I don't know how yeah, he helps you gotta, your squad. You got to just think like, yeah, the Suns don't get a lot of people. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, I've never seen someone so excited about someone like Aaron Baines. <laughs> like, like you, 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 and he was so upset how... They couldn't get rid of Tyson Chandler for the longest. Remember that? Mm. Crazy. Oh, yeah. He was like, we just, just got to cut that dude. It's like, a lot of money to cut. Anyways, and that's it. That's all I got for this edition of In Case You Missed Thought. All right. In Case You Missed Thought? In Case You Missed Thought. Thought. Yeah. doing that French thing again because uh, I said that guy's name. Vincent Puttyet. Yeah. All right. We're up out of here, guys. <laughs> Yo, right. guys, you guys remember... uh I was, when I was thinking a few weeks ago about Danny Ainge trying to go overseas and grab big guys. Remember Fariani? Victor Fariani? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yo, oh, was it Favarini? No, it was Favarani. Yo, Favarani. He's, he's dead, bro. No, he's not, bro. I'm just my switch. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, no, man. Don't fucking say that, dude. Because yeah, Fab, Fab Mello wasn't part of that di- the thing, too, man. Big man from overseas. Yeah, but he didn't he play college, though? He, play he did play at Syracuse, yeah, yeah, but yeah. still. Brazil, still was yeah. Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, also, Semir Den. Semir Den, yes. Came over. Yes, that was a that was quite the uh, 2012 squad there that took mm-hmm. LeBron to seven. Yeah, I uh, would have been the end of that squad had the Celtics advanced to the finals that year. Danny just always has his hands, you know. He tries, <laughs> he tries at least. Hey, <laughs> by the way, Daniel Tyson took Demarcus' spot. No, he didn't. He did. Either way, all right. Well, yo, Tyson Tyson's <laughs> a waste of space, man. Oh shit, he said that waste of space. Hey, if he can get back to what he did like before his injury, maybe he'll be all right. But I didn't see it last year. No, nah, I need to see some defense. That's what I need to see. Some defense. Oh, man. All right, Vincent Poirier. Good old Vince. All right. <laughs> Peace.